Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. to see you all. Um, we've got uh, a great, oh, it's a great season, the season. Um, I, Deb and I have spent some time just with various people over the week as pastors do, and we're just so encouraged with what God is doing at this time. And it's just, oh, you guys are awesome in your heart to pursue God, to be open with life. And man, it's, it's really, really cool. You know, when, with God and us, nothing's impossible. Come on. Come on. I want to introduce you to a cool couple this morning. Are we good to go down the back with those guys uh, from Udong Village? We've got Kevin and Lekina Knight. Um, These guys, uh, they are an amazing couple and they helped um, relocate an entire village that was evicted from the heart of Phnom Penh uh, to about an hour or so. I've I've had the privilege of being to this village and um, these guys have got such a heart. They've been pouring their lives into this village for it must be close to about 10 years now. Um, a couple of years ago, Kevin's vehicle actually broke down, and he sent me an email and said that for the last, yeah, they've been trying to raise funds for, for a new vehicle for a long time. So we were able to send them over $750, which is awesome this week. Um, and so I just want to give that uh, a shout out to these guys that you can't quite see, but gee, they're good looking. They're amazing. They've had uh, a, a new child as well. Uh, in the last year as well. And if you want to give beyond that $750 and just go like, we'd just really like to see these guys in a new vehicle, ASAP, then you're welcome to do that. Um, You can see the info desk and get some moolah to them. How's that PowerPoint going down there? It's all bad or all good? It's not good? Oh, I really wanted that for this message. That's all right. It's kind of similar to the last time I spoke. So, wah. That's all right. I, I've, got, I've got my notes and Jesus, and this is going to be awesome this morning. Um, I'm going to be talking about breakthrough praise. Didn't Jared bring an amazing word uh, last week? Who was here and heard that? Wasn't it awesome? So exciting. And Jared, once again, I just thank you for being such a forerunner with your desire for breakthrough um, on your life. And so we love you. Uh, This morning as well, we're going to end the service. Um, We're going to hopefully preach just a little bit shorter today. We're going to invite all the kids back in, and then we're going to finish with a real praise party today. So that's going to be just an awesome, awesome uh, time for us to come together and release the power of praise. So this morning, I'm speaking about breakthrough praise from 2 Chronicles 20, and I'm going to pick up three moments that happen within this story. Three moments of praise. It's a good name, isn't it? Oh, yeah, there we are. That's, that's these guys. Kevin's from Canada, and Likina is from Phnom Penh from um, Cambodia, and that is the blend of both of them right there. Uh, <laughs> so we've got, yeah, three breakthrough moments uh, from the stories. I want to do a quick um, expository from this, and I just hope during this meeting, uh, this message this morning, that you'll really catch the heart of breakthrough, that you can't do this by yourself, you, can't, you weren't created to do life on your own. 
You were created to be empowered with the Holy Spirit and to co-mission. Everyone say co-mission. Co-mission with Christ Jesus to see his kingdom come. So this morning, partnering with praise is about another commission that we're called to do to see victory and breakthrough. So I'm going to just pick up in this from 2 Chronicles 20, and it's the story of King Jehoshaphat. He was an epic king, and his reign actually glows with the devotion of a king that is for God and for his people. And actually, one of the unique innovations that he did back in the day, this is about two and a half thousand years ago, is that he opened uh, and established a traveling school uh, to the public. And and this was a rare innovation in in its day. And he empowered a team of about 16 uh, teachers to tour the land and teaching about God to the people. So he was just all about taking the Word of God out out of the temple, out to the world, out to bring instruction, encouragement, and to see transformation in his region. And so, but one of the most famous things that's been uh, written about um, him is this incredible battle that he sees a victory over through the power of praise. So in verse 1, I'm going to start reading from this. It says, After this, the Moabites and the Amorites, Ammonites and some of the Menunites um, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. There were three armies against one nation, one army. They were in trouble. It says that some people came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom. From the other side of the Dead Sea, it is already in Hazion Tamar. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat uh, resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Stop right there. There was a threat. There was intimidation. But there was this nation that were called and prepared to respond. They were ready to respond with God to a threat. Everyone came uh, together for a day to seek God. They came for a day of prayer and, and fasting. The word thing, the word says, I want to just tell you the first thing this morning uh, in your pursuit of breakthrough is to gain God's perspective of your situation to gain God's perspective of your challenge of your life and the season that you're in. If you're looking for breakthrough right now, you need a higher thought, you need a higher authority, you need some kind of insight that you don't have at the moment. When there's a, when there's a desire for breakthrough, when there's a desire for breakthrough, there is something that needs to be overcome. There's something that needs to be pushed against. There's something that needs to be acknowledged. And so I just want to pose the question right now that you can ask just with you and the Holy Spirit, but what is threatening you in this season? What is intimidating you in this season? Is your peace under threat? Is your finances under threat? Is your hope under threat? Is your faith under threat? Is your family under threat? What is being intimidated? Maybe nothing, and that's amazing. You're obviously just in a, in a, in a really special place. But I want to tell you, whatever is threatening you this morning, the first thing you need to do is get God's perspective. And this brings an awareness of how you are to fight and how you are to see breakthrough in this season. And it's, you're always going to get a greater victory in life if you know who your enemies are. 
if you know what you're pushing against and what you're fighting for. So seeking God is about uh, gaining His perspective and how we can respond to Him. And I just want to bring three quick things that you could do to gain perspective from Him. You could take time to seek Him. These guys came to uh, just for a day of prayer and fasting. They took time to seek Him. And the other thing you can do is use the Word to engage. Use the Bible, the Word of God, to get perspective with the Holy Spirit. The other incredible gift that you have if you're a Holy Spirit-filled believer is the, is the heavenly prayer language, to speak in tongues. So this is, and the, the last thing is to talk to others. Talk with people about your situation. All these things are going to help you gain perspective in the season for your challenges. Right now, ask the Holy Spirit, what does He want to tell me about? What is my challenge and what is He calling me to overcome? All right, let's just dive back into verse 5. It says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations, power and might, are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Who know that was a perspective moment? That was the time when Jehoshaphat gained altitude internally. He went, oh my gosh, you're with me, God. Nothing can stand against you. And then it says, uh, he, he's like, see how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of our possession that you gave us as an inheritance. He was sure about what was his. He was sure and certain about this is mine, God. I'm going to stand for this. I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to contend for what you've given us. He says, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Isn't that awesome? We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. The second thing uh, that I want to pull out of this this morning is that what they did was they acknowledged their vulnerability. They acknowledged that they needed God, that they did not have enough, that they were desperate for Him to bring not only perspective, but a great victory. My eyes are on you. I don't know what to do with this problem. I can see this problem. It's there. It's real. It's ugly. It's scary. Do you know some of the greatest victories I've ever seen as a pastor is when people own their season, when people own up to what's going on in their lives. When people just start getting real about where they're at. And there's been times when we have spent uh, like a season praying for someone, praying deliverance and breakthrough in their lives and, and, you know, binding up every demon that we can think of. And then all of a sudden they get real about something and they just go, I've got this offense in my life. I realize I need to forgive this person. And they get victory. They get breakthrough. They just got real about what the actual issue was, what their soul issue was in their, in their heart. And that soul issue unlocked breakthrough because they were totally real. In this season, and we're excited about breakthrough. And we're like, it's 
great to jump and shout and declare and get excited about the good things that are in life. But if we're doing that, but if we're not actually real about our current circumstances, our current struggles, whether it's in our marriage or whether it's whatever it is, you know, we're going to stay stuck. We're going to stay stuck. We need to be a church that is vulnerable, that is real, that and, and that is actually... You know, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about going to the right people, talking with the right people about what's going on in your life. It's got real quiet in here. <laughs> it's good, but I believe, and Deb and I were talking about this, in this season, it's a time to be real about your nemesis. It's time to be real about what has just been, you know, what you've been churning over and struggling through perhaps for years because God wants to bring the spirit of restoration into your lives. Vulnerability and breakthrough are friends. They're good friends. You know, you go to the doctor and you don't sit in the doctor's chair and go, you guess, uh, doctor, you tell me what my problem is. You go to the doctor and you go with your list or your issue and you tell the doctor and the doctor knows exactly where to go. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he is not going to go where he is not asked to go. He's not going to touch what he's not invited to touch in your life. And I want to encourage you, church, to let the Holy Spirit into the pain to let the Holy Spirit into the discomfort and the frustration that you've got. You can't do this alone. And if you've felt hopeless for years or you've been silently suffering, just white-knuckling it through life's journey, I want to just encourage you to start getting real about yourself uh, to God and to someone else. Like, just please call me. Call a pastor. Call someone. It's just so good seeing people get free. This is what I'm, I'm, I'm about seeing you guys getting free. And I want to stand with you in your quest for freedom in your own life and in your own family. You know, shame has got to come off. And, and there's a lie that being vulnerable is actually weak, especially amongst guys. But that is a whole lot of... Yeah, that's right. Those words that thankfully didn't come out of my mouth. That is, a, I love that. Thank you. Great timing. What did Jehoshaphat say? This could be you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Maybe you just don't know what to do in this season, and you just need to say that. It's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. In verse 13, it says this, All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. This is an awesome moment. This is a we're family moment. This is a let's bring everyone together moment. We are a part of what God's doing. God isn't just going to bring isolated solutions for just some people. He's like, we are in this moment together. And it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, a Levite, a descendant of Asaph, and he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Just turn to your neighbor and say that the battle is not yours, but is God's. 
That is good news for you today. It says, tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge at the desert of Jurel. Maybe that's how you say that. Uh, Jurel, yeah. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm uh, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Come on. I love this. I love this because I love seeing the prophetic come alive in a moment where there is opposition. Like, I just want to give a shout out to the prophetic. And every one of us is called to engage with the prophetic. But here we have this guy who just comes out of the crowd. He's not Jehoshaphat. He comes out because they've come together and they've caught the Spirit of the Lord together. And Jehoshaphat doesn't have to have all the answers. But this guy emerges and he says, this is what the Lord is saying. And we are in this Together, it says then in verse 18 that Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then some Levites uh, from the Kohathites and the Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, as they left for the desert of Tekoa, they, as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me. Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will uh, be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord, his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Amorites, the Moabites, rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. What a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> that is carnage and chaos. But you have to know that these kings that were going out, they were, they were, they were violent. It was an awful, awful uh, time to be involved in. But this is an incredible story. I love it that their army was made ready, but their army and their people, they were not led out by the bravest soldiers, but they were led out by the choir. They were led out by the band. They didn't send their sword first. They sent their sound first. Like there's a sound that makes all hell tremble. It's the sound of praise. It's the sound of victory that you are born to proclaim over your life, over this region, and over your family. And it says, as the enemy heard the army of Judah approaching them singing, they were thrown into confusion. This is an incredible innovation for warfare. No one, I can't imagine anyone has ever done this before. Any other battle, it would, you would go in with your swords, you would go in and be practical, and you would practically chop off the heads of the enemy. That was how it's done. But this here sets and shows us a type of warfare that we can engage in in our own lives. It's the new methodology of warfare, and we can apply this to our 
uh, our lives today, that sound of praise, of joy, and of declaration of victory in our lives to see God set up the divine ambushes. I want to just, we're going to finish really shortly, and I just want to focus in on one word, that the word of praise that these guys brought. And, and Mitch shared this so awesomely early in the year. It was, it's the word halal, or halal. And this is the word for this praise, and it, it means this to be clear, to shine, to make a show, to boast, to rave, to celebrate, also to stultify, to boast, uh, to celebrate and commend and glorify, to give light to and praise and rage and shine. <laughs> Come on. This is radical praise. This is a kind of radical devotion that these guys are expressing. They were raging, raving, celebrating, and glorifying. And I know you can go, yeah, 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 yeah. Settle down, Glenn. Settle down. This was like two and a half thousand years ago, and we have technology to deal with that sort of stuff. Now, we've got intergalactic ballistic missiles that just, we've got the technology. I want to tell you, today, there is a physical realm, like there was them, and there was a spiritual realm today that we are called to address. And we're called to address the demonic realm and those forces that are actually opposing the kingdom of God, expanding and enlarging through you and through our church. And no amount of technology can deal with that. Like the technology cannot stand up to the power of praise that is in your life, that is in your heart. These people, they gave their whole selves to this moment because they understood that their destiny was at stake. And I want to encourage you, church, to know and to remind you that your destiny, your destiny is at stake. Every week, your destiny is at stake. Every, every time you walk out the door, you know, you're walking into a battle zone. And I'm not going to put that out there just to make you scared and control you into praising God, because I just want to remind you, though, that your praise is called to defeat the, the, the forces of evil that actually just stand against us. We are called to halal praise Him, to be radical with our sound, to be radical with our expression, to rave and be loud. We are a loud church, and it's always been said about us that we're a loud church. And I'm sorry, there are quieter churches that you can attend, but we're called to be loud and radical, and that's what we want to do. That's what we want to be. We want to express the victory that we have seen from the perspective that God has given us of our challenges. We cannot do this on our own. It says at the end of this victory, uh, story that there was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. And on the fourth day, they assembled and they praised the Lord. They gave praise again for the victory. And I don't know, um, we're going to invite the kids in uh, now. And I don't know what breakthrough looks like for you today, but I just want to remind you as well that breakthrough is just coming to Jesus Christ with whatever you have in your life and saying, I surrender that to you. I surrender my struggle to you. I surrender my frustration to you, but I also then surrender those battles for the victory I'm called to have and the places that I'm called to go. I surrender that to you as well. As we praise this morning, I just want to encourage you to open and invite him in to the victory, to the battle, to the place. And as you, as you praise him this morning, I just want you to clear a sound out over. 
this town, to declare a sound out over our families, to declare a sound out. Maybe there's people here today and it's just actually too hard to engage in a place of praise and, and take up this position of praise. Maybe you could just come under the sound of praise today and know that you're covered with the sound of praise. How about we all just stand in this place today? Your praise is designed to make His name famous and great and glorious in this place and in this space. Let's just lift our hands. I just want to invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just thank You for Your great presence here this morning. We just thank You that You're a great presence, that You're not just a wifty-wafty, flippy-floppy thing, You're great. You're powerful. You're mighty. You're the one who carries victory, the one who carries promise. And we just, we receive you in this place. We receive you in our spirit. We receive you as our courage. We receive you as our victory. We receive you as our salvation. We just, we give you praise this morning. We just thank you for a shout this morning coming around our lives. And I just, Lord, I just declare over those ones who have never fully given themselves to praise God that they would have courage to declare a new shout today. We thank you right now for the perspectives of victory. The perspectives of victory. The perspectives of victory, of challenges. The acknowledgement of our need for you this morning. We just say we need you, Lord. In many cases, we don't know what to do. We just need you. And we just we want to lift the sound out this, this morning to you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's praise Him. Let's praise Him in this place. Thanks for listening. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co. Don't